This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. I will certainly enjoy a libation today. However, no cigars for me for the next at least three, four weeks. As I mentioned, a little oral surgery last week. We want it to heal properly. And that's the beautiful thing about a cigar. You can go months. You can go years without having a cigar. Your body's not going to shake. You're not going to go into convulsions. You're not going to go into withdrawal. But when you do fire up that pleasure stick after that long absence away, you will ever so enjoy it. You will find an even greater appreciation for the love of the leaf than you already had. And so I will not be enjoying a cigar today. However, our special guest host will, and you will. I'll have a libation. We will talk about the alpha male good life. And in essence, do what we do every single week. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Happy Passover, happy Easter, happy Dingus Day on Monday. We'll get to more on Dingus Day a little bit later on in the show. We welcome you to join us at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address cigardave at cigardave.com. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. It is my pleasure to welcome the voice, the official voice of the Cigar Dave Show, who you hear each and every week, our good yes. friend, Voice Talonhead, joining us right from poolside at the Pleasure Palace, the Voice yes. Talonhead Pleasure Palace and Studio. Greetings, Voice Talonhead. In Cigar City South, I guess you could call Venice, Florida. That's right, Venice, Florida. Not to be confused with Venice, Italy. No, no, no. A lot different, I think. But uh, uh, yes, th- thank you so much. I mean, I, I can't think of a better way to spend uh, Saturday afternoons, which, as you know, for the last 14 years I've lived here in Florida, this is how I spend every Saturday afternoon, only I have the the second best seat in the house on this one. Well, I understand that you have uh, the uh, the harem of uh, the Puff Muffin Colleen, who is actually, <laughs> you know, giving you massages. So actually, you probably have the best chair right now, voice talent. Well, she's actually working. She went back to work. She's hostessing in a, a restaurant called Finn's on the Venice Fishing Pier. Excellent. So, so uh, she Zach... is working. So to keep you in the lifestyle in which you are accustomed of great cigars and great libations. Yes, absolutely. I can't get out my little black book because Zach is here. Uh, you know, Lieutenant in training Zach. Well, you can train and, uh, him at a young age. You can train him at a young age. So, now, and I know you told me that Lieutenant Zach actually has a bubblegum cigar, so he's ready to go. Yes, yes, he's all set. All right, voice. I just hope he doesn't try to light it. Now, voice talent, Ed, as you know, yes. we fight the enemies of pleasure. We are proud alpha males, and yes. one of the items that we go after are these enemies of masculinity eoms enemies of masculinity the feminists 
The feminists have tried to take away our masculinity. They have tried to denatify us, and we will have nothing to do with that. Now, one of the enemies of masculization, without any question, is Gloria Steinem. Have you seen Gloria oh, Steinem, by years. the way, lately? Yeah, she uh, looks like she was, uh, you know, folded wrong. I think she's in her 70s, but she looks like she's about 185. <laughs> yeah, she has an age. Yeah, and I don't know what it is about these feminists that feel the need to have to grow a mustache and a goatee, no makeup, the dowdy look, the matronly look. I don't get it. As you know, this general only believes in adding hot dames to the harem that have the glitz and glam and va-va-voom <laughs> glamorama look. That is The ones who aren't past caring. That's correct. You Which are I correct. I think that's Gloria Steinem right Well, there. Gloria Steinem has just received approval from North Korea to march across the demilitarized zone. Now, do you know well, what my... Good my, for her. That's ex- <laughs> my response is, let's hope North Korea keeps her. They can have her. <laughs> Kim Jong-un can have her. Do what he would like to her. Uh, Steinem plans to lead an all... Female, and I use the term female very loosely on this because these are all going to be feminists. So basically, they are women that can't get a date, can't get a man, uh, who have larger, thicker beards than I do, more <laughs> hair on their back and their their chest and on their arms and legs than I do. I don't have any hair on my back, but however, I will say this: that I have lots of hair on my legs and on my and on my arms. And on my chest, of course. And I will guarantee you that all those feminists that are watching across, they have as much or more hair than me, without any question. So she plans to lead an all-female march called Women Cross DMZ. The organizers hope South Korea will also approve the journey, tentatively scheduled for May 24th. The aim of the walk is to encourage reunification of the Korean Peninsula, which has been divided since the Korean War in 1953. Apparently, Gloria Steinem knows nothing about history, know nothing about uh, Kim Jong-un and his father and his grandfather that are the brutal dictators of North Korea. And mm-hmm. Women Crossing DMZ is hoping that Steinem and the 29 other feminists will successfully traverse the world's most fortified border. However, should they pass over the 38th parallel, they will navigate around deadly minefields and hundreds of thousands of tense soldiers. Do you know what I would say to those soldiers as those feminists came marching across? What's that? Ready, aim, fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. So what the hell does Gloria Steinem have to do anything with uh, anything with Korea? I mean... Th- because they uh, want to reunify, and she wants peace and to sing Kumbaya. I have no idea why in that. And you know what? Why is that even relevant today? It is. It is ridiculous. But wait, there's more with Gloria Steinem at the international conference on masculinities several weeks ago. Damn, voice talent ed. I missed that. I did not have that in my calendar. I'm so upset. The the <laughs> ICOM International Conference on Masculinities. There are participants that range from. Renowned masculinites studies professor Michael Kimmel to Sheryl mm-hmm. Sandberg, who wrote Lean In, who's with Facebook, and the feminist-in-chief, Gloria Steinem. Now, the Huffington Post spoke to Steinem about what her advice would be to young men who want to get oh, involved boy. in the feminist movement. Boys, Talon Ed, <laughs> any man, any boy 
that wants to get involved in the feminist movement, I will personally castrate them. I will save them the time of being humiliated, and we'll just castrate them like they do Rocky Mountain oysters. Put a dress on them and call them princess. That's exactly right. She says, first of all, men should know that there's always been a huge, vibrant men's movement. And I hope that because this conference is bringing the information together, the male feminist will now be more recognized. Do you know what a male feminist is more commonly referred to? Can we say it on the radio? A pussy. Oh, okay. A pussycat. Yeah, yeah, yeah pussy. There you <laughs> yes. go. Pussy. Yes. Cat. There you go. She says that I would say that each of us has only one thing to gain from the feminist movement. Our whole humanity. Because gender has wrongly told us that some things are masculine and some things are feminine, which is BS. To young feminists, I would say, what do you care about? What do you love so much that you forget what time it is when you're doing it? In its first ever three-day conference at Stony Brook University, the feature talks and panels varied on a a wide range of topics concerning men and boys from fatherhood, men's health, and how men can involve themselves in the feminist movement. Now, there are actually organizations dedicated to having more men involved in the feminist movement called the Men Engage Alliance, He for She, the American Men's Study Association, and Lean In Together. All of the aforementioned groups are essentially breeding grounds to create the next generation of young, wussified, nadless beta males. males, Without any question or exception. And voice talent, Ed, it is unconscionable to me that boys growing up today are subject to this absolute genderfication. And really what it is, it's a genderfication, a regenderfication. What they want to do is, we we hear about Bruce Jenner, and I don't know what name he's going to go by, Benita Jenner or (laughs) Beth Jenner, whatever. But essentially what they're trying to do is, Take men and boy, take boys and turn them into women. Have gender reassignment surgery before they're even of age. That's really what it is. They want them getting to think like a like a woman early on, and I will have none of it. And those of us that are alpha males, and many in this audience, the overwhelming majority, I will assure you, would have none of it. And I know that your son Zach, who's now what seven or eight, boys He'll be eight this month. In he's fact, be yes. Eight. Now you are already training him on the ways to be an alpha male. Certainly. He's been being taught to respect women and to treat, treat everyone with respect. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got to draw the line at some of this nonsense that you're bringing up here. And you are also teaching him about the good life, such as oh, absolutely. cigars and spirits and steak mm-hmm. and grilling. In fact, uh, you'll recall in Buffalo two years ago when we did the live uh, Smoke on the Water broadcast, we were at the hotel Yes. And Zach grabbed my unlit cigar and took it and put it in his mouth. And we took a Still, picture we, together. Yeah, I've, I've posted that picture several times on uh, Facebook and Twitter. That's exactly and, uh, right. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So the key, the moral of the story is, lieutenants, the moral of the story, if you have boys, young adults, young men, whatever you do, do not let a feminist anywhere near them. Teach them. Train them from a young age. They have nads for a reason. 
take those soft nads and turn them into nads of steel. So they turn out to be alpha males such as Voice Talon Ed and yours truly, this five-star. And so they don't put their head between their tail. They don't apologize for being an alpha male. They don't apologize for wanting to do manly and male-related things such as male bonding, such as wanting to go play golf, wanting to smoke cigars, wanting to have steaks on the grill, wanting to go to gentlemen's clubs. There is absolutely nothing wrong with any of those activities or those passions. And I say from the time the boy comes out, a a, a young boy comes out of the womb, you should immediately begin alpha male training maneuvers without any hesitation correct voice talent ed i think so but uh, i'm happy to say that zach kind of picked that up by himself we were at the uh, mall not too long ago and he's looking and looking and i can see what he's looking at he's looking at these teenage girls walking around is it all you like them older huh ah very good (laughs) very good he's a ladies man at a very young age yeah all right well we come back lieutenants (laughs) we will tell you some more there's a couple of other items the nfl is hiring its first dame as an official let's hope that whatever the case may be that if she has to drive to the stadium under no circumstances, does she have to parallel park when she gets to the stadium? <laughs> Not sure what libation to pair with your cigar? Now at CigarDave.com, you can see what your five-star general pairs together each week for the show. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app.
General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Direct from Buffalo's famous polka bars, it is Jerry Darlick and Touch wishing everyone a uh, happy Passover. First Seder began last night, Easter tomorrow, happy Easter, and uh, Monday, happy Dingus Day. And we'll get a little bit, uh, we'll give you a little details on what Dingus Day actually is. Uh, and it involves pussy willows. So we will get to that a little bit later on. Voice Talent Ed rejoins yes. us from the Voice Talent Ed uh, command. Now, I mentioned Voice Talent Ed that the NFL is hiring its first dame official, Sarah Thomas. First uh, first official, one of the new hires, eight new hires for the 2015 season. They have to pass physical exams first. Uh, four officials from the 2014 season retired. So the new four of the new uh, hires will be considered what they call floaters, not assigned to a specific crew. And it's mm-hmm. not known if this new official, first female official, Sarah Thomas, will be assigned to a permanent crew or not. She worked for Conference USA in 2007-2009, became the first woman to officiate a bowl game, and she's been in the NFL's officiating development program, worked a preseason game last season. Voice talent, Ed, I don't like this. I don't want women officials. It's bad enough that we allow women to work to drive and to vote, and now we have to now we have now we have to allow them on the NFL football field. Is no area sacrosanct? These are men, male gladiators. There should not be a female involved in the officiating in any way, shape, or form. I just don't. Like I don't it. know about that. I mean, I, look at uh, the Portuguese princess. She is a big fan of uh, of football, baseball, much more so than I am. Because, you know, remember, I got into radio when I was just a kid and never really developed an affinity for for sports, certainly never played. Yes, but um, but there's just something, I just, there's just something about it. You know, there's, there should be a bastion for (laughs) males to have their own. See, and this is the problem now, because females want access to everything related to men, we don't and want the same access. That. This is further evidence of that, that the, the, the equality thing that they, the the, uh, the women's organizations fought for in the 60s and 70s, that's kind of uh, not an issue anymore, is it? I don't there see is it. No I glass see a lot of... But here, here's no, the thing. They even no. want access now to male fraternities. They want access to everything in which oh, there is male... A little sister organization, but, fine. No, 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 no. I'm talking they want to be able to join. You don't see Now, I'm sure there are many men that would say, hey, I'd like to join a sorority. <laughs> sure, get all the tail you want. Would they allow it? The answer is no. And there is a double standard where females for some want... interesting hazing. That would be some interesting hazing, yes. Oh. Yes. Spank me, man. Some interesting I have lawsuits, too. But the problem is there are so many right now that females want access to everything male. All right? There's, it's, it's a double mm-hmm. standard. Whereas men, men want to go and join a sorority. You know what the answer is going to be. If a boy wants to join the Girl Scouts... Oh, no. But I'll guarantee I know there are girls that want to join the Boy Scouts. I am telling you, this is the problem. And there is nothing wrong with men and boys doing their own thing and women and girls doing their own thing. Absolutely. But the problem is now they want to cross over the line. They want to become one of the boys. And there is ample time to have dames in your life. Listen, you know me, Voice Talent Ed. I believe in having a Large, bodacious harem of 32 babes at any one given time. I have seen it myself, However, folks. however, 
That does not necessarily mean that I want them around all the time when I want to go into my man cave, when I want to Mm -hmm. uh, conduct male bonding, such as with you and Colonel Ange and Captain Ball and uh, Mick the Brit, uh, Lieutenant Gary, Captain Cy. So there are times when we want to ourselves. And yet the females now feel that they have to intrude on every single thing that we are doing. You don't see men saying, oh, well, I shouldn't say that. There are some men that say, can I go shopping for shoes with you to the mall today? However, <laughs> the alpha males such as you and I with Nash I say and the Steel, hell they order them online. Right. We don't go and say, when, when, when a female says, would you like to go shopping with me and I want to pick out some shoes and I want to look at this and that, the answer is no. Have at it. Have a good time. I will do my own thing. You do your own thing. We will meet up later. But there I is- always tell Colleen. What? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Ed. I always tell Colleen, you go, I trust your taste. And she comes back inevitably with something that looks beautiful, and I say it looks beautiful. And, and if it doesn't, and, uh, you tell her to get her ass back to the store and return it. <laughs> well, basically, uh, yeah. Voice talent, Ed, what do I always say? The front porch to the back porch is hers. The rest of the world is yours. Colleen is actually absolutely rolling her eyes if she's listening to this right now. I'm sure she is, but you know what? That's why I have nads of steel, and that's why I'm not afraid to engage in this conversation and in this line of debate. I have absolutely no problem with them. But this is what the Even feminists, with the fiery tempered Portuguese princess. I have no problem with it. But this Mm-mm. is exactly, voice talent Ed, what the feminists want. They are trying to take that our bastions of maildom, our bastions of male bonding. And they want to interfere. I have no problem with clubs being discriminatory. I really don't. If a club says we only want men or we only want women or we only want a certain religion, I don't have problems. People think, oh, you're crazy. That's not right. I say, no. Why do I want to be in a club that does not want me? If they want to discriminate, have at it. But I have the right to have a club of just like-minded males without being intruded on by some feminists that say we demand access. It's nonsense. So voice talent, Ed, if you think that I'm done going after the feminist, you've got another thing coming. Because later on in the show, you will not believe the topic that I will discuss. The headline of the article, are men who smile too much at women and hold the door for them guilty of sexism? Where does it end? Litation is coming up next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Super Lejero from Rocky Patel. This robust and full-bodied cigar starts off with a blast of bold flavor. Accompanied by a slight woodiness, there's a lingering spice with nuances of cinnamon and white pepper. The finish is hearty with a sweet aftertaste. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. be partaking in the libation ceremony in as much that I will not be puffing and rotating and smoking a cigar today or for the next several weeks because I want the oral surgery area to heal. No problem. I have entrusted and enlisted the capable assistance of Voice Talent Ed. Voice Talent Ed, are you ready to assist me with libation today? Voice telling Ed, are you there? I am here, yes. Now, are you are you ready to assist me with litation today? I absolutely am. Fantastic. Now, you have pulled out, my understanding is, and it's very appropriate because we have a story about potential, potential prohibition when it relate as it relates to right. libations. And you this have pulled a out a Rocky Patel a- prohibition. Prohibition broadly. I have been wanting to try this, and I just picked it up yesterday. And as you know, I I love about everything that Rocky uh, and his crew make. Uh, there's just no weak link in that chain there, and this just looks absolutely beautiful. And I cannot wait to try it. Now, the prohibition was the December Officers Club selection, the December 2014 Officers Club selection. Rocky came out with this cigar because the cigar industry is under attack by the FDA and the prohibitionists. And he wanted to make a statement. What better than a cigar called Prohibition? Comes in two different varieties. One size in a jar of 16. A Toro, six and a half inches by 52. It comes in the Rocky Patel Prohibition Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro or the San Andreas wrapper. Both are dark wrappers. Both look like Maduro. Now, Voice Talent Ed, you have pulled out the Broadleaf, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Broadleaf is rich and sweet, some spicy nuances, medium in flavor, whereas the Prohibition San Andreas uses a San Andreas wrapper from Mexico, a little bit more on the fuller-bodied side. The Connecticut Broadleaf, grown in Connecticut, USA, a beautiful mm. dark Broadleaf Maduro, which, when properly fermented, which this Maduro is, has no, nice great. tinges of sweetness, a nice dark chocolate-looking wrapper. The filler tobaccos come from Nicaragua, all grown at Rocky Patel's farms. The cigar is made at Cavacusa, 
which is in Esteli, Nicaragua, in which Rocky is the owner, along with Amilka, who is his cigar master and cigar blender. Beautiful-looking cigar. It comes in jars of 16. Suggested retail price for the jar of 16 is $128. So these are very, very good cigars, reasonably priced. You're talking about $8 per cigar right in that sweet spot. And Voice mm-hmm. Talonette, that's what you will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, Voice Talonette, I have, even though I don't have a cigar here, I have a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. What will you well, be I using got- to cut your cigar today? I, exactly that. I have one of those. And I've already cut it, so I cheated. Wait a minute. <laughs> Voice Talonette, that is not allowed. You have to I... wait. I know you want to jump the gun, but you got to hold your water. <laughs> Yes, you don't okay. Want, you do not want premature litation. <laughs> you do not want that. All right, so you're using the double-edged stainless steel guillotine cutter. Yes. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Voice telling Ed, what will you be well, using? I will be using, well, I better see if it works before I tell him what it is. Oh, no, that's, it's that uh, French lighter, P.S. de la crap. Let me try this one over here. There you go. Okay, here we go. This is a... Uh, this is a, uh, what is it? This is a... It's a lighter. It How's is. that? It's a lighter. It's a, you know, it makes fire. It All makes right. fire. Is it butane? <laughs> is it flint? What is it? It is butane. Beautiful. Well, I've got the Cigar Dave R&D prototype in my hand. Looks like a big, giant blowtorch. Even though I'm not going to be lighting anything, I still have to have it in my hand, and it's got to be full. So, voice talent, Ed, stand by. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Well, we know you I already cut ready. the cigar, so now go ahead and toast the foot of that cigar and puff and okay. rotate. Do it away from the microphone. Here. No, do it towards the microphone. We want to hear that 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 butane flying out. Doesn't mean it's not making very much noise. Here. Oh, there it is. Oh, now okay. I can hear it. Oh, sounds oh, like that is that flame is just flying there, Voice Talon Ed. It is. And you are that's puffing and rotating. One. You're toasting the foot. Yes, indeed I am. And tell us about the first flavors on the palate. Well, I don't want to say leather. Do not say <laughs> leather. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard uh, Captain Sy get nailed for that one last yes, week. Yes, he did. Um, Spicy, sweet a, nose. What, what are you, what yeah, are you tasting I, I, on the I mostly noticed the I mostly noticed the uh, the sweetness of it. That is the Maduro wrapper what from I that draw. Connecticut yeah. Broadleaf. Yeah. Take a few more puffs. Let us know some of your tasting notes and the aroma notes. It's just a for me. It's just the perfect uh, strength. It's definitely a, a medium to full. I guess some people would consider. Excellent. Um, so so far, you like the cigar. I love it. Yeah, Beautiful. I love it. All right, now. Score another one for Rocky. Absolutely. I can't partake in cigars. However, I can partake in the liquid part of the ceremony. Ah. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, lieutenants, I have pulled out of the Cigar Dave Pleasure Palace Wine Cellar a very, let's put it this way, a bottle of wine that I would not use pretty much throughout most of the year. However... For the Passover holiday, I will use it. It is a bottle of Manischewitz, Concord Grape Kosher for Passover wine. This is a very sweet and fruity wine. In fact, I think it was uh, bottled on Monday 
and uh, aged until Tuesday, and then it was shipped out to a supermarket near me. It is made in New York State. Actually, the grapes are from New York State. It is what's called a kosher sweet wine. It is uh, it is fortified, so it has the sweetness. It's definitely not to be confused with a fine Pinot Noir or a Cabernet <laughs> Sauvignon uh, from Napa Valley or from Sonoma or France or a Bordeaux. However, it is sweet, and for the holidays, it is tradition. So I'm going to unscrew the twist-off cap. And by the way, suggested retail for a 750-milliliter bottle, anywhere between $3.99 and $6.99. So let me pour this. Take a little. Ah, yes. The nectar of the gods. I'm swirling it around. I had plenty of this last night. As I understood, you did too, Voice Talon Ed. I had my four glasses. We had a nice uh, Passover Seder with some friends of ours. Uh, and um, so we, we celebrate both. We'll be having Easter tomorrow, so we have the best of both worlds in this family. You went for the so. food, Ed. You went for the food. Oh, you know it. <laughs> I, I, my friend Irene Gottlieb, she's a TV producer, and she makes chopped liver like nobody else. Not a chopped I liver. Love lover. It, I love it. I, I love know it. you love it. I know. And in fact, I, I'm just corned beef, pastrami, matzo balls, even gefilte fish, oh, yeah. no problem. But in terms of chopped liver, eh, not for me. I will say <laughs> cheers, and let me take a sip of this. Mm. Notes of sugar on the palate. Mm. It's like drinking high C grape juice with a slight alcohol kick. That's really what it is. Mm. You can mess yourself up with that mm. stuff, too. I remember that yeah, from college. It's like drinking candy. Yeah. I'm going to finish this up here. I was telling Steve off the air that back when I was back in college, a fraternity brother of mine just got annihilated on that stuff, and he was supposed to go to some retreat the next morning. The bus showed up, and they're banging on our uh, dorm room door to get this kid moving. He just wakes up in semi-delirium and throws a bunch of clothes in a bag, and here they had to stop by a Kmart because all the kid threw in the bag was underwear. Lovely. <laughs> Very nice. That's what it'll do to you. That's what it'll yeah. do. Well, I'm just going to have a little bit. I, I I had a glass full of this Monashevitz Concord grape because I have specific instructions from Cigar Mother not to finish it and bring it home because we need it tonight. <laughs> so that's ex- however nice. at three ninety nine I can afford to buy a case. No problem. Absolutely. Give Cigar Mother our best too. I will definitely and do Lynn. that. I will definitely do that in Cigar Sister. Now, Voice Talent Ed, yes. I also have a bottle of Jack Daniel's Single Barrel that uh, Jeff nice. Borshowitz from Corona Cigar gave to me about a year or two ago because every year he picks one barrel and they they take the entire barrel and then they bottle it and then he uses it at Corona Cigars at their three locations in Orlando as well as sell it to those that want it. And, of course, he gave me a bottle. Now, I had some oral surgery and have some soreness on my gum where a tooth, a wisdom tooth was removed. So mm-hmm. what I did yesterday, Voice Talented, which was ingenious – because I had some friction rubbing against the, the, the some bony material exposed, which was rubbing against my tongue, which Ouch. was causing a little bit of soreness. So what I did, Voice Talent Ed, again, strict genius on my part. I took a little bit of Jack Daniels, and what I did was I put some on my finger, I dabbed it, and I rubbed it around the gum area, and it started to soothe it. And then it's what I did is— remedy. Yeah, and uh, and then I, I gargled with a little bit of Jack Daniels. Listen, you can never go wrong. If you don't have Listerine, Jack Daniels always works. And what I did is I took these. I wanted to try to find something that would cushion. I could put between the bone, the bony area on my gum and the tongue. Because what it was, was happening last week, when I was done with the show last week, it was almost as if my tongue had been 
had been scraped by a razor blade for a few hours. That's how bad it was. I could barely open my mouth afterwards. So I've tried everything. I mean, I tried gauze. I tried all these things. And then I remembered something that when I do TV appearances, when you do TV, you have to wear the the makeup now. And there's a little, you don't wear the pancake anymore for high def. Because otherwise, if you don't put a little bit of makeup on, you look like a ghost. Yes. And you look like Richard Nixon did in the uh, in the debate of, what was it, 19, <laughs> 60. Uh, 1960? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So basically what I did was I, I saw these little, they use these little uh, foamy type wedges that they, mm-hmm. they apply some stuff and then they throw it out. So I had an idea. I said, let me get some of those wedges. And it has a soft foamy material, but it doesn't have a, it's not like gauze where it leaves like a peach fuzz taste in your mouth. And what I did is I dipped it, I soaked it in the Jack Daniels, which is what I'm going to do right now. So I'm dipping it in the Jack Daniels. I I took a scissors and I cut them into small little slivers. And wait, I'm going to dip it right here in these. And again, I'm going top shelf here. I'm not going for for anything inexpensive. Jack Daniels single barrel. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to place it between my gum and ch- not my cheek, my gum and my tongue, and huh? Sound like a commercial for snuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but this stuff is, yeah. I, I would never use snuff, or I would never use chewing tobacco. Ugh. Okay, now I put it in, and it's cushioning, and it's very comfortable, and I'm getting. And you don't soup. sound like Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. You know, he sounded like he had marbles in his mouth. I thought. Right, exactly. And so now, what's happened is I've got the soothing effect of the Jack Daniels single barrel with this against the foam. That is acting as a protectant between the exposed bone and the tongue area. And I got to tell you, I had two wisdom teeth pulled two years ago. Not a problem. But for whatever reason, and I don't have a problem with the sockets or anything else, no infection mm-hmm. or anything. It's just sometimes what happens is when you pull that tooth, the the gums fall over because there's no support yeah. because the tooth uh, has left the socket and it just takes some time. So it's gotten better. Hopefully by next week we'll be good to go. And I'm thinking probably by the end of April I'll be ready to uh, enjoy a cigar. Once that socket closes up, don't want to risk anything. And that's the thing, lieutenants. That's the beautiful thing about cigars is that you do not have – you can smoke one cigar. You can smoke one cigar a day, one cigar a month. But if you don't smoke a cigar for weeks or months at a time, you don't – have a nicotine craving because people do not, we don't smoke as connoisseurs, we don't smoke cigars for nicotine. It is not like cigarettes. We smoke. Is there even the enough flavor. nicotine in a cigar to even um, become. There a, is a slight a, amount of nicotine. To. However, during the fermentation process, uh, when the tobacco is fermented, they put them in big, they put, the, they pile the tobacco, the tobacco leaves in 350 pound bales, big, big bulks. And what happens is over time, over a few months, the ammonia, which is naturally present in a cigar tobacco leaf, dissipates. Mm-hmm. And when you walk into a curing barn, it'll knock you over. That's how strong it is. And the nicotine dissipates. Whereas with cigarettes, when they process and they, they, they ferment the cigarette tobacco, they want to retain the nicotine, not with cigars. So that's why you never see people having, as soon as they finish a cigar, have to go light another one. Because even though there is a slight amount of nicotine, it is not enough to affect uh, someone's uh, system where they become addicted or it changes them and their heart rate starts to increase. And again, you right. do not inhale as well. So cigars are smoked for an entirely different reason. Lieutenants, if you care to join us, Nationwide Cigar and Pleasure Friendly Hotlines are open 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. We will take your calls as we uh, come back. Voice Talonette, our special co-host, as we come to you front and center. 
Follow the General 24-7 on Twitter at, at Cigar Dave Show. Wow. The new Super Lee Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're gonna love this cigar, because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Front and center, Command Center Alpha, Voice Talon Ed joins us from the Voice Talon Ed Southern Command Studio. And let's say hello <laughs> to uh, Matt in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the great cities in America. Great love city. That, love Broadway. Lots of great fun down there. Matt, you are front and center. Long Ashes, General, and Long Ashes, Voice Talon Ed. Right back at you, buddy. And back at you. In general, good luck on that recovery from that oral surgery. I'm just getting back from surgery myself. I had a little knee scope done, and I'm getting back to work and everything. Well, I appreciate that, and hopefully you're getting back up uh, in the swing of things as well. I'm trying. I'm trying, sir. The thing that gets me, though, is, you know, I was laid up for, gosh, what was it, three weeks, and I got a lot of news in on that, you know, and, I love my news, but one thing that I've been seeing a lot of, and I'm not sure if it's because it's become more prevalent or if the news is just covering it more, and it's something that really, really just boils my blood is the stolen valor crap. 
Oh, God, yes. Uh, you're referring to that video that was taken in uh, the Cigar City of Tampa, actually, by uh, someone who was a medic, I believe, in the Army, and there was a panhandler. Actually, it was very close to our flagship station, about uh, maybe 600 yards away on uh, Candy Boulevard, not far from McDill. They were reporting it on the news as being at McDill Air Force Base. It's not. It's about three miles north of McDill Air Force Base. But nonetheless, are you referring to that uh, where the, the medic confronted the panhandler who was wearing a junior ROTC uh, 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 insignia and posing as if he was a veteran? Yes, sir. There was that one. There's, I mean, there's just there's countless others, you know. For me personally, for the stuff that I went through, every two weeks I'm at the VA getting seen for, for post-traumatic stress. And to hear these cowards that, that don't have the cojones to put their hand up and sign a check for up to and including their own life and then just want to use that term, because that's all it is to them, is a term of veteran to, to, to benefit themselves. Generally, it's uh, disgusting. The words... I can't. I can't use the proper words. No, I agree with you, Matt. One hundred percent. I think it's loud on the radio. And listen, you know how I I have stated this all along that the VA scandal is an outrage and an embarrassment to this country. And I have stated all along that what we should give every veteran is a a health card in which they have the the top-of-the-line care and they can go anywhere they want. You want to go to a VA? You want to go to the Mayo Clinic? You want to go to the Cleveland Clinic? You want to go to your local hospital? You should be able to go anywhere you want and not have to go through the nonsense of waiting for months to get an appointment or surgery at the VA. That is unconscionable. unconscionable. And really what's even more dramatic to me is the fact that the people who are in charge of the VA – are veterans themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're veterans well, themselves. Logic. They do have logic. a temporary program uh, addressing that right now. Actually, I'm, I'm staring at my card. It's a temporary program card that it, instead of having to wait months, it's like one month. If you can't be seen within one month, you get to choose, I think, within a 40-mile radius. You know what, Matt? One month is, is far too long. If you can't get seen in, the, in a few days to a week, now, if it's an emergency, you get seen immediately. But, for example, if you got a knee issue or there's some other other uh, issue, if you can't get an appointment within a week, you should – listen, my feeling is when a, when, a, when a veteran leaves active duty, at that point they get a health insurance card and say you can go wherever you want to go. It is that simple. You know, I, I believe the government wastes money, a ton of money. It's a it, the, bureauc- the bureaucracy in this country and in Washington and in the states are bloated, excessive, absolutely obscene. Outrageous. Yet there's one area that I think that we should never have a concern about spending, and that is on our veterans, period. Great. End of discussion. Yes. Absolutely. 100% agreement there. Matt, here's what I'd like to do for you. How about we send you out? Some uh, Listen, the March Officers Club selection of E.P. Carrillo Cabinet, we're going to send those out to you. You are going to love these cigars. I'm telling you, absolutely fantastic. Voice Talent Ed, you received your Officers Club selection, correct? Yes, I love it. Yes. It uses yeah, a Carrillo. Ex- yeah, let me tell you about this. The E.P. Carrillo Cabinet initially launched for Europe. Limited boxes, I think 200 boxes, now in the United States. Ecuadorian Habano Corojo 99 wrapper, Dominican uh, binder, the fillers from Nicaragua. It is just a superb balance between flavor and smoothness. And Matt, 
we're going to send those out to you to enjoy, and best of uh, best of luck on your recovery. And well, Matt. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Lieutenant's Take hour care, number buddy. one is in the annals of history. Voice talent Ed, stay right where you are. We have another. I ain't moving. We have one complete hour of more alpha male conversational maneuvers. When we come back, I will tell you about the prohibitionists and what the prohibitionists have in common with ISIS and Adolf Hitler. Also, if you smile too much at women and hold the door, are you guilty of sexism? Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Front and center from Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, the General Voice Talent Ed joins us from the Voice Talent Ed Studio Command, where the voice, where all the, (laughs) the voices that you hear, not only on the Cigar Dave show, but on World Wrestling Entertainment... Mm-hmm. In yep, fact, all the radio voice telling that I was in Charlotte. I heard you on a commercial for something in Charlotte, which I can't remember. I have <laughs> heard you do Barry Manilow, Celine Dion concert commercials. I uh, thought you would have qualified that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, as long as I, you don't attend those voice telling that, you're yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I, I did actually attend a Barry Manilow concert, and I've got to say. Colleen got socked in the eye from by some woman uh, elbowed. You would expect this at, what, an ACDC concert, but what the hell, a Barry Manilow concert. It was violent, but, uh, yeah, that, that was, it was something. Yeah, guy's long in the tooth, but he still puts on a pretty decent show. But, uh, you know, the, I, I would just as soon see the ACDC myself. The, yeah, the thought of attending a Barry Manilow concert sends well, shivers you, down my spine, really. Things you got to do for the client, uh, General, you know that. The client or the wife? Well, no, she could, she could have cared less. Oh, okay. Well, the client, that's a different story. I, I had a woman ask me one time, she goes, she got, started like interviewing me, would you go to a Barry Manilow concert? My my answer was very rapid, absolutely not. She's like, not even for me? I'm like, I don't care who it was. It could be Moses, and I'm not going to see a, I like, a Barry Manilow concert. I like my doo-wop concerts and so forth. While these guys can still perform, a lot of them, of course, live down here in uh, Florida. These guys that uh, were uh, big stars back in the uh, late 50s and early 60s. Um, that's that's my kind of thing. You, you know you know me. I love Dean Martin and, well, and who, Sinatra, Sinatra and Bobby Darren and all that stuff. That's you know, basically what I listen to. This year would be the 100th birthday of Frank Sinatra, and we're going to get in the next yes. few weeks. There's some big things going on, so we will we will uh, be talking about that. Hey, I just saw that a mile. Go ahead. I was going to say that milestone for this show, too. 20 years in June. Wow, that's something, man. That's uh, in in this day and age, in this crazy entertainment business, uh, lasting twenty years is quite an accomplishment. That is correct, uh, no doubt about it. Listen, when I started the show, I wasn't sure if we'd last twenty minutes, and here it is, twenty years later. <laughs> and you know that the lovely Ms. Kate has been with me since the second month. No kidding. Yes, exactly. Well, Aww. she was banging the producer at the time, and oh, I got she you. Dumped, okay. She dumped him and stayed with me. 
And, oh, and she's, she's a baby doll, isn't she? she? The lovely Miss Kate is still here. I just saw a tweet from Lieutenant Gary of Gary O'Brien's pub saying, <laughs> thanks for the Wi-Fi, Southwest Air. Won't miss the Cigar Dave show while we're in the air. And there's a picture as he's boarding the airplane in Buffalo where it says Wi-Fi on board. And nice. there he is. It looks. I'm trying to think if he's sitting in first class while he's Oh, I'm sorry. Southwest doesn't have first class. It's only cattle class on Southwest. <laughs> Move. Man, I can't wait to get this um, this pleasure tour going this summer as the temperatures heat up a little bit. We it's are, always a harbinger of great things to come. We are working on that. And you can be sure one thing. This general does not travel in cattle class. <laughs> no such thing. Voice talent, Ed, how is that Rocky Patel prohibition? I love it. I wish I'd have bought two. I only bought one last night, but I'm going to have to go back and see my buddy uh, Joe at the cigar room here on Venice Island and grab myself a handful of these. These are great. Well, I've got a connection, so you're in luck. Now, ah, okay. you like cigars. You enjoy cigars that are rolled in the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua and Honduras and here in the United States as well. Mm-hmm. What would your thoughts be on buying and smoking a Syrian cigar? Uh, That's pretty much what I thought when I heard about Yeah, probably about the same thing as smoking a Chinese cigar, only you might not get poisoned quite as quickly. Well, you will remember that at the Cigar Retailers Convention about three years ago, there was Great (laughs) Wall of China Cigar. From China. Big booth, not a soul in the place. Nobody there. Oh, it was incredible. And that's right. It was in Orlando, (laughs) and you saw that. I think I took a picture of me giving China the finger. And I said on the show, (laughs) no way in hell would I ever smoke a Chinese cigar. Would I buy a Chinese cigar? Because China is the enemy. Make no mistake about it. We may trade with them. They are the enemy without any question or hesitation. Well, I saw this story, and it... uh, Kind of surprised me a little bit. First of all, never in a million years would I think that cigars would be rolled in Syria. But the headline said, Syria launches cigar business as war rolls on. In Syria's northwestern province of Latakia, workers roll the country's first locally made cigars. A new product being launched despite the devastating civil conflict now in its fifth year. The workers are employed by the state-run General Tobacco Company which has decided to branch out into cigars in a bid to create desperately needed jobs and boost revenue. The company's director general said the initiative would create some 1,000 new jobs in the country. The company will start selling the products on the local market very soon and then begin trying to export to friendly countries. Now, voice talent, Ed, any idea who those Syrian-friendly countries would be? (laughs) No, but I bet you the cigars have a wonderful nuance of sulfur. Uh, well, uh, Iran. Gunpowder. Well, Iran, <laughs> Russia, and China yeah. and some African nations. No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a, the plant manager, Shadi Mualia, said, we decided to develop a new product without foreign expertise with the hope of supporting the economy. That's great. They know nothing about rolling cigars, growing the tobacco, so they're going to make it without any foreign expertise. The people well, you know, first, know what you doing. know right off that the cigar's a piece of crap if the guy's name is Shadi. Shadi Muala. The project has been three years in the works with workers learning to hand-roll cigars in accordance with international standards at the factory in coastal Latakia. I could say Latakia all day. Where are you going for vacation? I'm going to Latakia. What would you like for lunch? I think I'll have a Latakia on the rocks. It has been, uh, Latakia has been largely insulated from the conflict where the tobacco for the cigars is grown. Uh, one of the workers in the factory... 
a woman by the name of Um Ali, said she began in 2011 and said it's taken three years to master the subtle art of rolling cigars. She said, one day, Hussam, an engineer here, said to us, ladies, you're used to making stuffed vine leaves, which is a local delicacy. So, try to roll cigars the same way. Now, the only question I have is, in addition to the tobacco, are they putting a little bit of rice and a little bit of meat? <laughs> so, if you'd like the cigar, a little hints and notes of hummus. Ah, throw in some potting soil. What the hell? There you go. So, <laughs> Uma, or Uma Lee says she went online to get additional tips, watching videos about cigar production in Cuba to pick up the best way to produce the cigars. <laughs> And she and they're boasting that the cigars will be 100% Syrian, and says that in 2015 it is the best year of her life because it's the year we announced the start of production. The factory employs 130 workers, just six of whom produce cigars. Now here's the thing: most cigar manufacturers in Honduras, Nicaragua. The Dominican Republic, they will limit the number of cigars a roller will make in a day. Anywhere between mm-hmm. 150 to 200. Now, some specialty-sized cigars, for example, an Arturo Fuente uh, Hemingway, those are a very, very work-intensive cigar. They may make only 50 of those a day. However, the rollers are producing, that Um Ali woman is producing 15 cigars on a good day. Up from 5 to 10 when she started to roll three years ago. Now, I got news for you. If you're going to make a hand-rolled product and somebody's going to only roll 15 cigars a day, that's going to take you a week and a quarter for enough for one box of cigars. Good luck with that. Good luck. (laughs) And she said they have the flavor of Syrian tobacco. So I'm wondering, are there any sort of neurological toxins that are in there? Any any weapons, <laughs> chemical weapons? What exactly is a Syrian tobacco taste? I Get have halfway no down and it goes bang. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> now, the factory manager said the factory cigars will be able to compete with the world's most prestigious brands, including from Cuba. He said Syrian cigars have a pleasant mildness. They're smooth. I'll tell you what. I'll take his word for it. No way in hell would I ever try a Syrian cigar. And do I think he'll be able to compete with the Rocky Patels, with the Arturo Fuentes, with the Davidoffs, with the Padrones, with the Perdomos, with the Altadises? No way. Mm, Not going to happen. So voice talent. Neophytes. They may want to launch a Syrian cigar. No way in hell I would ever buy a Syrian cigar. And I'm sure you wouldn't either. No. No, I wouldn't even do commercials for them. That's right. All right, lieutenants, when we come back, Passover began yesterday, eight days of uh, Passover. Easter is tomorrow, and on Monday, it is Dingus Day, celebrated in many Polish communities around the country. The Dingus Day capital is Buffalo. We will tell you about Dingus Day when we come back, and the prohibitionists are going after your libations. We will talk about that and more. 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Voice Talent Ed, my special yes, co-host, along with yours truly, Cigar Dave the General. We shall continue. The Cigar Dave Officers Club ensures you have premium cigars each month. Picked by the General himself. Sign up today at CigarDave.com. 
Hi. I know everybody's familiar with the 95 rated Decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Everybody's Polish on Dingus Day. If you're looking for a party, it's the place to go. Dingus Day in Buffalo. The Monday after Easter is a holiday. Everybody's Polish on Dingus Day. Culture, food, and polka music all over town. Alpha male pleasure maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. Now, what is Dingus Day, Lieutenants? It is a Polish-American tradition. It takes place the day after Easter, so you could call it Dingus Day Monday. And it celebrates the end of the Lent period. And over the decades, Dingus Day has become a holiday to celebrate Polish-American culture, heritage, traditions. It's like St. Patrick's Day, 
but for Polish culture and tradition. So you have beer and polka and partying and Polish delicacies, kielbasa, all sorts of other foods. And one of the customs on Dingus Day is that boys would sprinkle girls with water and tap them with pussy willows. Now I ask you, what man doesn't like pussy willows? Now on Easter Tuesday, the women would return the favor. However, modern day Dingus Day practice, both men and women take their pussy willows and they tap a little water on the opposite sex. And Buffalo, New York, my hometown, the official Dingus Day capital of the world. And in addition, there are other cities now that celebrate Dingus Day. Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, South Bend, Indiana, Bristol, Connecticut, Elizabeth, New Jersey. And we are listening to Jerry Tarlack and The Touch. So, it's a big party. And basically, those of us that are alpha males, we don't need an excuse to have a party. So, Easter is Sunday, Dingus Day Big day in Buffalo and in Chicago and other cities. Now, we recognize that here on the Cigar Dave Show. Three years ago, Anderson Cooper did a story of CNN, did a story about Dingus Day. And he thought it was very amusing. And let's face it, the word dingus is pretty funny. When you hear it for the first time, hey, I I told somebody a number of years ago, I'm like, yeah, in Buffalo, they celebrate Dingus Day. They go, celebrate what? Dingus? Yeah, it sounds a little bit. Odd. Not a little bit. It does sound very odd. Well, Anderson Cooper, doing a story about it on his uh, nightly show on CNN, went into a little bit of a laughing attack. So I wanted to share that with you because it was pretty humorous. Of course, many people in Buffalo got a little offended because he kind of went after Dingus Day. And I told people, friends in Buffalo, I go, don't be a little thin-skinned. At least he gave you all that attention. And in the meantime, you got to enjoy a great party. And now the entire country knows about it. So here's Anderson Cooper from three or four years ago. And here's how you celebrate Dingus Day. The quirky little rituals include boys sprinkling girls that they fancy with water. And the girls striking back with a tap from a pussy willow branch. This is where Anderson Cooper loses it. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I'm not going to let you do this on this. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> He can't hold it together. <clears throat> it's really so stupid. <laughs> you know, he laughs like a woman. Oh, Gee, that's surprising. <laughs> Torture. I know, I know, it sounds like a bunch of waterlogged drunk people hitting each other with sticks. And then, of course, there's the drinking, drinking and dancing and music and more drinking. 
There, there's really ain't no party like a dingus day party because a dingus day party is the most random excuse to drink there is. And what's wrong with that? Voice telling Ed, you come from Pittsburgh, big Polish community in Pittsburgh. What the hell's I wrong was, with that? I never, I don't recall of ever hearing of Dingus Day in Pittsburgh. I grew up around Pittsburgh Latrobery. In fact, there's a couple, there's a family who I even called aunt and uncle, Jaworski, and they're very Polish. I don't even think they celebrated that. Well, it's so this it's, is kind of new. Yeah, it's to me. it's well, Buffalo is the Dingus Day capital of uh, the world, and now it's starting to spread. And we will post Sergeant Steve. We will have Sergeant Steve post the video, the link to that video, because that was absolutely hysterical. I had to kill my mic. I was laughing so hard. Uh, yeah, no question about it. I, I was. What did I just? Is, there's something going on in the background. Hey, uh, Brian, do you hear that? Oh, okay. Something, something was. Uh, Oh, voice telling Ed, you got something playing on your board there. No. Yes, there's something playing on your board, uh, voice telling Ed. Yes, just check. We'll have you check it, voice telling Ed. Okay, Ve- uh, what'd you hit, voice telling Ed? Nothing. Are you watching this? Are you watching those soap operas again, voice telling Ed? <laughs> no, no, not me. All right, well, we, we've got huh. uh, Sergeant Steve has already put it on Twitter, a link to the video. So you can see Anderson Cooper go into absolute uh, hysterics. As somebody just tweeted, please, Dave, no more Anderson Cooper. I couldn't resist. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll absolutely keep it to a, uh, to a limit. No question about it. All right, very quickly here. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, I've always said, well, I'll tell you what, I want to say that because I've, I, I don't have enough time to get into this. So I want to make sure we, we on the next segment we have time to get into this because I want to talk about going back to the feminism. Men who smile too much at women and hold the door are now being accused of sexism. And there's two types of sexism that we will get into, which is absolute absurdity. And also, I have said this all along, that whenever I see these prohibitionists, And I don't care what the product, whether they're going after cigars or our steaks or our libations. I don't like prohibitionists. I don't like any way, shape, or form of prohibition. Who are the, well, one of the most notorious prohibitionists, Adolf Hitler. We know how that ended. Now there's a new group of prohibitionists, not here in the United States, although we have plenty of them here. ISIS. They are beginning to become enemies of their enemies of mod, modernity, if you will. Anything modern, anything past the 12th century, they have a problem with. We will get into that because ISIS now is prohibiting certain items and products from being consumed and worn. So when we come back, we will get into the enemies of pleasure, the prohibitionists. Voice Talent Ed, my special co host today, yours truly, the general. We shall continue. April selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Super Lajero from Rocky Patel. It uses a hybrid seed from Costa Rica, which was created with the Placencia family after years of planning and research. It has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras, which gives it a great character. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, 
Choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit RoyalGoldCigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Along with my special co-host, voice talent, Ed. Headline, are men who smile too much at women and hold the door for them guilty of sexism? A new study claims there are two very different types of sexism that can be detected amongst men. With each form being distinguished by certain verbal and nonverbal expressions. The two types of bias, hostile sexism and benevolent sexism. Voice talent, Ed, have you ever heard of such things? I've no, it's it's about one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. Uh, what it's common decency, manners. Remember them? Well, you hold doors, you open car doors. That's you know, true. The However, there could be some host, subtle hostile sexism or benevolent sexism involved. And they say that sexism isn't always accompanied by nasty or negative treatment. As the Washington Post put it, men who put women on a pedestal may be the wolves in sheep's clothing hindering gender equality. Oh, I see. So now that uh, I put all my harem on a pedestal and I treat them royally and I'm very polite, treat them as the dames that they are. And when you refer to a woman as a dame, that is a very positive thing. To me, a dame signifies an elegant, well-spoken woman who has tremendous class and effervescent personality. That, to me, is what a dame is. I one time got into a debate with someone that said I was being sexist for calling a woman a dame. And here's what's interesting. I was speaking somewhere, and I put it to a vote of all the women that were there. And every woman, with the exception of the woman that took offense, agreed with me that the term in which I used dame was indeed a positive term. It was not a negative term. It was not a sexist term. It was not a degrading term. In fact, at the end of the speech, I had women saying, General, you can call me a dame anytime you want. I wish more men would call me that. So here we go. A classy broad. A classy broad. Well, there's a difference (laughs) between a broad and a dame. And you know that. I I don't know. Broad can be a a little tough, a little bit uh, hard around the edges, a little bit road hard. A dame, that's different. You're talking about 10 notches up. But the study entitled Nonverbal 
and verbal expressions of men's sexism and mixed gender interactions and published in the journal Sex Roles, remind me to get a subscription to that voice, Talon Ed, involved 27 <laughs> pair of men, uh, men and women university-aged students. The levels of sexism for men were determined after giving them a test called the Ambivalent Sexism Index, which asked them to respond to a series of questions that helped figure out whether they embrace more of a hostile or benevolent form of sexism. Please. Why must they overthink these things? Exactly. If you're the ambivalent sexism, what schmuck actually <laughs> sat around devising and thinking up this test and a name for this thing? Now, for the purposes of the study, each man and woman, a duo, was observed during a trivia game and an uninstructed conversation, an unstructured conversation during which their interactions were monitored. In the end, Researchers found that men who have a high rate of benevolent sexism, which is well-intentioned, yet perpetuates, perpetuates inequality, tend to smile more and offer positive cues. I see. <laughs> so now if a woman is talking to me and, and saying something that makes me smile, now I'm engaging in benevolent sexism. Researchers also looked at hostile sexism, which consisted of less smiling, less friendliness, Whereas benevolent sexism was, sexism was associated with more smiling and positive words. I guess we're all supposed to walk behind the women and uh, uh, three steps behind the woman and look like a mope. Yeah. Jim Goh, a grad student at Northeastern University who co-authored the study, said that hostile and benevolent sexism work together to maintain inequality. This is now contrived pablum puke is what this is. This Absolutely. is nothing more than contrived, made-up poppycock. He said, it's a very paternalistic, protective view of women, and it seems kind of appealing as a sort of chivalry about bene uh, benevolent sexism. But it does contribute to inequality because these men ex don't expect women to achieve high goals. What a load of bull. Here's another little thing. It says, the study is especially interesting in that it presents the notion that positive attention can also be a form of sexism, according to co-author Judith Hall of Northeastern University. A positive becomes a negative, then. Yeah. Benevolent sexism is like a wolf in sheep's clothing that perpetuates support for gender inequality among men, or correction, among women at an interpersonal level. These supposed gestures of good faith may entice women to accept the status quo in society, because sexism literally looks welcoming, appealing, and harmless. Have you ever heard such a pile of nonsense? There's a club for these morons like that. It's called Louisville Slugger. Oh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, it's not a social club. <laughs> well, what these, what they are doing now, Voice Talent Ed, is they are trying to create. They're making. They're fabricating things that don't exist to try to advance their I cause. I can't wrap my head around this garbage. Well, you realize, of course, that the if motivation. there is no sexism at all, there's no glass ceiling, men and women equal, equal pay, all these supposed feminists would be out of business. All these people would be done. Why? Because they'd have nothing to complain about, nothing to yak about. And that's really, if you look at it, in that context, the same way as Al Sharpton, the worst thing for Al Sharpton mm -hmm. is to have a black America that is affluent, educated, and successful. 
Why? Because he derives his power from keeping that base, many of those uh, in his base, impoverished and uneducated because they will flock to him like sheep. And that is his worst enemy is education and affluence. And that's why if you go into many sections, and I read a story in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution a number of years ago. I can't remember. I think it was the AJC or the Charlotte Observer, some city in the South, in which they talked about the rising uh, status of of many blacks, uh, middle class, upper class, and that somebody was even quoted uh, in the article by saying that they had absolutely no interest in being represented by Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, that they didn't speak for them. And that is the absolute worst nightmare that these feminists have, that all of a sudden, and this nonsense, this notion that women are paid 70 cents on the dollar is a load of bunk. And the reason is because many women who have children who are in the workforce decide that they want to work on a part-time basis. They want to work on a on a basis in which they don't want to be at the office 40 hours. They want more flex time. As such, they're compensated differently. And I relayed the story a few weeks ago. I have a very good friend that works for a major food corporation. She is a high-ranking executive. And uh, she basically told them she was going to leave because she wanted to spend more time with her kids. And her boss said, you can't leave. We don't want you to leave. What can we do to accommodate you? And she said, well, look, I will only come in once a week for certain meetings, but I will work from home, and I don't want to work more than about 15, 20 hours, and I do not want to travel. They said, we'll be more than happy to accommodate you. And so they structured a a, a compensation arrangement in which she told me that she's paid roughly, I think, about 60 65% of what she's making, but she said... I'm basically working 50% of what I was working, but getting 65% of what I was making. So you could look and say, well, there's a case of a woman only making 65 cents on the dollar, but it's not true. So you have to dig deeper. But again, that's not the narrative that all these feminists want. The narrative that they want is they're downtrodden, that there's, there's sexism. There's blatant sexism. There is, there's hidden sexism. There's hostile sexism. There's benevolent sexism. It is all a load of absolute nonsense. If they can't find something that's just blatant and overt, they have to create these little nuances. I like the microaggression crap. No question I mean, that's about it. just, just such a load of hooey. All right, lieutenants uh, at Voice Talent Ed, final segment. Yes, I wanna, I'm going to take a timeout a little bit early than normal. Reason being is... I want to talk about the prohibitionists in our last segment because they are now saying that the cost of alcohol is too cheap and that because it's so inexpensive, it is literally killing us. The latest salvo by the enemies of pleasure and the people who want prohibition, the, 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 the group that will do anything and say anything to enact what they believe and what they deem to be how we should all live our lives. We will not have it here, lieutenants. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on the Cigar Dave Show.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair? Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Oh, man, I remember this song very well. Grover Washington Jr. called Jammin'. That's right. Tell you the story of that voice talent, Ed. It was 1982. I had just graduated from high school. My parents said, what do you want for graduation? I said, well, of course, a stereo. So I went to a place called Stereo Advantage on Main Street in Williamsville, a Buffalo suburb. And I remember I got a Techniques turntable. Yeah. I had a Techniques, I think it was a 75-watt per channel receiver, slimline. And I had a TIAC, no, a JVC cassette player recorder that had the cool VU meters. They were this fluorescent green and orange I remember uh, with those. LEDs. <laughs> I still have it. And it had Dolby C noise reduction. Yes. And I went out, and they were playing that in the store. And I'm like, what is that? I got to get that. That's a great groove. I'll I got you, the man. album, and I recorded it on tape. And I'll tell you, I, I, w- I thought I made it. I mean, st- now nobody has stereos anymore. Remember, we put the needles in. No more. Now everybody just has their, their phone connected to a set of speakers, uh, to their exactly. headphones, and you're good to go. And I remember yeah. every kid in college, as we were going in, 
We got our TVs, our toaster ovens, and of course, had to schlep up our stereos. Every kid yeah, brought their stereo. boom box. <laughs> That's right. And I think I had yeah. Sherwin Vega little bookshelf speakers, so I remember <laughs> that well. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick call. Gervais, up in the great state of Delaware, you are front and center with the general and voice talented. Yes, long ashes, general. Back at you. I'm a newly commissioned lieutenant and also about to uh, graduate with my master's degree and begin a career working with veterans that have PTSD and other serious mental illnesses. And I have two questions for you that are interrelated. Okay. First question is, uh, when you graduated from Syracuse back in 86, uh, what, if any, celebratory cigar did you smoke? And my second question is, what is the... Uh, recommendation that you would give to college graduates for the best celebratory cigar uh, to smoke. Okay, wow. first, 1986. Huh. I uh, I remember very well. My taste in cigars was not as refined and as <laughs> and as expensive as it is today. I smoked some Antonio and Cleopatra Grenadiers with the okay. natural wrapper. They were six for I think a dollar twenty. They came in a plastic travel case humidor, and I thought. I had made it. I thought I had the world by the nads. And all our friends, every Friday, we would go to Durston's, which was uh, Iraqi's News downtown in Syracuse, and we'd get a pack of those. And on Fridays, we would celebrate, sit outside, smoking our cigars. And we thought, man, life does not get any better. And it's not necessarily what cigar you're going to be smoking, but it is whom you are smoking it with. And I will guarantee you, Gervais, that if you're smoking with relatives or friends, or fellow students after graduation, and you're sitting there celebrating your achievement, celebrating your commencement, you will remember that forever. You may not remember the cigar, but you will remember that period, that moment, that camaraderie. So it's more important who you are enjoying that cigar with rather than what you are smoking. However, some recommendations. It's a special day. Can't go wrong with a diamond crown. You can't go wrong with a Davidoff. Uh, the Davidoff Nicaragua or the Winston Churchill are beautiful cigars. You certainly can't go wrong with a Perdomo Grand Cru, a Monte Cristo Classic, or a Monte Cristo White, always a great cigar. Padron 1964 Anniversary or the Padron uh, 1926 uh, or the Family Reserve. Yeah, all those are great cigars, the Diamond Crown or Jace Julius Caesar. So any of those, you can't go wrong with Gervais. And here's what I'll do for you. I just mentioned Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown. I know Bobby and Eric Newman listen to the show all the time, and they would probably be very perturbed at me if I did not send you up some of those Julius Caesar by Diamond Crowns to celebrate. And where are you You're graduating from, by the way? University of Delaware? University of Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Penn. Okay, great. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. We will send those out to you, Gervais. But there's one thing you have to promise in return. That after you graduate and you've enjoyed those cigars, you give us a full report, call us back, and, and, and share that experience <laughs> with the rest of the Alpha Army. Yes, sir. Gervais, we appreciate it. Stand by the lovely Miss Katie. We'll get your information. All right, voice talent, Ed. Yes, Story sir. in the uh, column in the Washington Post by Christopher Ingram. Our booze is too cheap, and it's literally killing us. Consider this, being a really heavy drinker, a 10-drink-a-day drinker. I don't know any 10-drink-a-day drinkers. 10 drinks? Yeah. Hell, I don't know. I don't think they even think Mick, Mick the Brit drinks 10. Uh, let's not go that far. Let's not go <clears> that, <throat> that well, far, yeah. Ed. He's definitely in the 30 plus. Uh, he's a barrel okay. a day. Uh, a 10 drink a day drinker <clears throat> cost about 45% of the average person's disposable income in 1950. 
In 2011, you could buy those same daily drinks using only 3% of the average disposable income. And what they're saying is that alcoholic beverages sold for off-premises consumption are far more affordable today than at any time in the past 60 years. And this columnist, as well as a, uh, 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 some enemies of pleasure in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine, are, advoca- are advocating an increase in the excise tax on beer and wine. Since 1951, Congress has raised the excise tax on beer and wine once in the early 1990s. Liquor received two modest bumps over the same period. And what they're saying is that we need to increase taxes, excise taxes, because it is harmful. And tell me if this sounds familiar. They're saying Mm. higher prices are conducive to lower rates of underage drinking, traffic fatalities, and sexually transmitted disease. Oh, come on. These rat bastards just want to make money. They don't. I don't think no, they really care no, about what they the want to do is, of, No, what they want to do, they want to enact prohibition, voice talent, Ed. Yeah, they want yeah, exactly. their moral beliefs imposed upon everyone else in this country. And their logic, they say, is simple. Higher taxes makes alcohol more expensive. More expensive alcohol, less people drink it. That's exactly what they want. And they know it's a tough sell because they, they, they admit, they say, look, alcohol is different than cigarettes. Because cigarettes and tobacco, they say there are less people that use it and, and more people are willing to, to tax it because they don't partake in the product. However, alcohol, that's a different story. And that's why I always tell these people, when I see these people interviewed, that say, oh, well, well, I have no problem with a soda tax or a tobacco tax. And then when they say, well, what about a tax on your, on your steak or on your food or your, your Twinkies, your snack? Oh, no, that's not right. That's not fair. It's a slippery slope. Once you let the enemies of pleasure and the prohibitionists in the door, they will kick it down. And they don't want just modest taxes. They want absolute prohibition. And didn't we hear the same thing talking about raising the smoking age? I talked about it a few weeks ago. They wanted to raise it to 21 or 25. Why? Because they say that less underage smoking. Now they're saying less underage drinking. And now they're saying sexually transmitted diseases. If you drink 10 drinks, I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to perform. So I <laughs> Exactly. Where, Ed, where's it coming from? <laughs> it's coming out of their ass. That's where it's coming. They're making it up. Now, here's, here's yeah. my point about prohibition. Adolf Hitler was a prohibitionist. He was a, a, a here's a guy that, that ordered the death of 7, 8 million people. But he was a vegetarian because he didn't want animals to be harmed. Talk about a nutcase. He refused to eat meat, and he was very critical of others describing them as people that ate carcasses. So I see it's okay to gas 6 to 8 million people, 9 million, whatever it is. But yet somebody that eats meat, they're eating carcasses? Now, that's boy, great logic, isn't boy, it? Huh? Boy, talk about the logic there. He was a teetotaler, didn't drink, and he was an anti-smoking crusader. In fact, he would fire people that would uh, that would smoke. And in fact, many uh, people that were in his, many of the uh, SS people that were in his leadership would have to go out and say that they needed to excuse themselves for a bathroom break to go out and smoke a, a cigarette in secret. Now, what other group today is espousing prohibition? How about ISIS in Syria? The Islamic terror group has imposed a new law in their area of Raqqa 
that prohibits young men from wearing skinny jeans, smoking cigarettes, and listening to music on cell phones. And they get thrown in jail for 10 days at a time. So here you go. We're seeing prohibitionists, whether it's ISIS, Hitler, or now in the United States, the prohibitionists will do anything to take away your right. It is a slippery slope that we will fight to the very end. Voice Talent Ed, many thanks yes, for co-hosting today. An absolute My delight. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. And happy Dingus Day. Don't forget to break out the water and chase those women with pussy willows. And while you're at it, enjoy a nice juicy steak. Ah.